Hello. I just hit start broadcast. We'll be starting literally any second now. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at gamelifebalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm Rachel from Tyrion's Landing, a podcast member of the Gunning Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. Thanks for joining us, listener, and this episode of Game Life Balance US. I am Cody Goff. I'm Jonathan Martin. You really need a haircut and a shave. I really need a haircut and a shave. Like, you look like a hobo. Thank you. I said that before we had started recording. That's actually not what you said. It's, well, something close to it. Well, hey, we, John and I have big news, don't we? Yeah, we, like, we thought of something that might make our podcast better. Is that our big news? What's our big news? That was the did, big news. Wait, that was, did, we, did we talk? Wow. I, I don't know if we talked about this big news before we started. No, that, this is the big news. You didn't know that it was big news. I'm informing you right now that it was big news. I'm shocked. That, well, you, you aren't supposed to be shocked. Oh, you're right, because I knew about the, this. Yes, you knew about the news. You just didn't know that it was said big news. The Sorry, it's only my one. second episode. Okay, great. Well, hey, we have segments. We have invented... A thing called segments, which has never been heard on one of our podcasts ever before, and we will present them to you on each episode of Game Life Balance US. We have a variety, a smorgasbord of segments, if you will. Will you? A, a decoupage? We have a... That's exactly what I was going to say. You took the words right out of Versailles and context. Is that what you call your mouth? Some might call both Versailles context and my mouth the same thing okay all right so so tell tell me about these segments because obviously i was surprised by them well, you, <laughs> well again we're a lifestyle podcast now not a video game podcast like our former po- home unqualified gamers and there are seven different segments that we'll do in the show we won't do every segment every episode but we'll kind of rotate around it's going to cover a variety of things so in this episode um there there will be a few different ones that i'll get into Uh, i'm just going to go down what you can expect from us so there's going to be a segment called life stuff we'll probably start today's episode with that and that's life stuff because we are game life balance jonathan and i both have lives mine is usually a little more eventful than his unless you count having a baby which guess you kind of win there that's pretty eventful usually it's a little different than getting drunk at college parties though it's a different kind of eventful yeah i mean you could call them babies too right so we'll we'll kick it off with some life stuff and then occasionally on this podcast you'll hear us do something called full gamer where we go full gamer and we pretty much straight up review a video game or just go really deep into it we're not going to go full gamer very often because again we're a more broadly appealing podcast now. But if there's some major game that comes out, we'll take the opportunity to review it because we have microphones and you don't. And we will force you to listen to whatever we have to say. 
There's also going to be a news slash current events segment if there's anything in the news that we care about. This week, there is, but we're not really going to get into it. I might get political in the next few weeks. I don't really know. But there's there's no major news. Although, well, I'll get... I'll. I'll mention this quick little note later, John. Did you hear that Sony tried to trademark the phrase let's play? Yeah, and it was not successful. Okay, no, it was really stupid. I actually heard about it on another podcast. I thought it was really strange. Anyway. Uh, I mean, is it is it strange? Like, wasn't Happy Birthday trademarked? Like, I I don't know. Trademarking is a weird a weird thing. It doesn't surprise me at all. So, did you know did you know that and I can't remember the company, but but when you have a loading screen, right? In, a, in any video game. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to... I think it was Namco. The ability to play a minigame in a loading screen was trademarked up until the start of this year. <laughs> or it could have been the end of last year. No. So there was, there was only one video game company that was allowed to make loading screens with, with little minigames in them. Otherwise, nobody else could, which is why you didn't see them anywhere. But now, games in the future may have that on loading screens. That because was this a company, fun fact. What a stupid trademark, right? Like, that would be good for everybody. Everybody could benefit from this wonderful technology. Um, yeah, that's weird. Sure. So there's a little random news and current event news. We're actually also going to do a segment called Oddities, wherein, uh, whereupon, in which, uh, where heretofore, either Jonathan or myself find something strange in the news, we or... Or learn about something new, and it's just kind of a random off-the-wall thing, and we'll get into it. We're going to do an oddity today. It might be video game-related, might not. Yeah, it can be whatever. Um, We're also going to do a thing called Hype, which I have to give credit where credit is due. Ace listener, Ryan Dombrowski, one of our favorite listeners of Unqualified Gamers, and now apparently a listener of our new podcast. Ryan came up with the idea Hype, and it's where we talk about something we're hype about. Uh, like upcoming video games or expecting a baby or something or whatever, if that ever Slightly happens. less exciting than a new video game. You, you never know. Um, and then um, we have a couple other segments. We'll occasionally go into Balancing Act, which will be the, the core segment of this podcast, especially this episode, where we talk about balancing hobbies and real-life responsibilities. We'll get into Balancing Act at the end of this episode. And um, occasionally we're going to do a segment called Game Live, not Game Life, but Game Live, where we actually play some sort of game on the air. Now, the Australian counterpart of Game Life Balance US, Game Life Balance US, they do a little trivia segment. This is not what we're talking about. We're not going to steal their trivia segment. We're occasionally, if the situation permits, if there's some game we've come across that we're able to actually play with each other on the podcast, then we will do that to kind of give you an inside look into what that's like. We'll very rarely do that segment, but it's something you can occasionally look forward to in future episodes. Those are the segments that will comprise of our podcast. That game will always be Risk of Rain. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so today we'll talk life stuff, then we'll get into a crazy little oddity, I want to get hype about some things, and then we'll go into a balancing act and talk about completionism and finishing what you started. I thought that was a great tease, and with that I will hand it over to you, Jonathan, with life stuff, because apparently you have a life and you want to talk about it. Yeah, we, you know, we bought a new house, which we talked about on the on the past couple of podcasts, moved in and everything, um, and... Like most houses, our house needs some work because houses need work. All houses need work. And uh, my wife was showering one day and I was hanging out in the living room with Max. uh, And I just started feeling water drip on my head. 
And I was like, that's not that's not good. So I looked up and uh, my reaction was strong. It's a strong reaction. I screamed pretty loud because uh, there's water dripping down from the ceiling. Lots of water dripping down from the ceiling. Like so, a girl? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hashtag guess all women. No, 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 no. Like a like a. It was a very manly scream. Like a manly po- scream. Okay. It was powerful. It was. Po- I flexed when I because I was I hooked it out a little bit. You know. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was upset. Uh, and so we we uh, we got it. We got it looked at by a plumber and and basically in our shower upstairs, like the the tiling work. The people that lived here before us did all of their own repairs of all kinds, including things that like. I probably would never be comfortable doing because, like, if you screw it up, like, if you screw up with water in your house, anything to do with water, you can have a very, very bad problem. So I will probably never, no matter how handy I get, I will probably never feel comfortable doing plumbing stuff, doing stuff that deals with, like, my bathroom. Um, anyway, they had, t- they had, like, redone some of the tile in the shower. Didn't do the best job. And so, uh, there were, there's a lot of gaps and stuff in the tile, um, where it's just kind of worn down and where it wasn't done well. And so there was water getting in there. We had no idea until Casey took like a, a longer shower than, than was normal. Um, and we, that is how we found out that, uh, that, that there's water getting, getting into our ceiling basically. So this weekend I took off a shower door, me and my brother-in-law, who's an incredibly handy person, took and like I'm not talking about just taking off the door. I'm talking about like the entire glass enclosure that is around the shower. We dismantled that. So this it's is like a, a walk-in shower like yeah. a yeah, stall? with with glass on three sides. Mm. And uh it took about an hour and 25 minutes for the both of us doing it together. Like some of the screws had been stripped. Um but you know what? Like we got it all done and I realized that like when I do something like that at home, like when I do something handy like that um, or fix something like there's this sense of accomplishment to that that is beyond anything I get from accomplishing something like at work. And it's probably because it is like me affecting my home life and like my family's home life. You're a handyman. I am not, though. See, that's the thing. I fake it. I f- I'm, like, faking it terribly. But I'm, you want to be a handyman. I do want to be a handyman. And this is, like, another step in that direction. And I learned a lot on... I learned a lot on how to do some stuff. Um, things always... I feel like projects just in general around the house... And it's just because, like, I haven't done them. They always feel more scary than they actually are when you do them. Because, like, once we started and we realized exactly what we had to do to get all of the, the glass off, it wasn't that bad at all. Like, at all. So, it just was tedious. It was, like, it was hard work that was relatively tedious. So, that was that was a big thing over the weekend. And then I had some other household stuff that I got done as well. But that was, like, a big, fun project that, that we did. But uh, I totally relate to that because, so, actually, over the weekend, I got a new TV stand. I've been in the market for a TV stand for months. I've been pretty obsessive about it. I wanted a corner TV stand. You know one of the cabinets that has kind of an angled side so you can push it It's like it a up. triangle that you like push into the corner and then has like a flat front, right? Yeah, not a full triangle, but but angled inside sure. so it's, you know, it doesn't push all the way back. But and when I took my TV off the TV stand with many people 
you know, you unplug a couple things and plug them back in, but when you're a gamer, <laughs> you've got the receiver, you've got the HDMI cables that are connected to all of your systems and your PC and all of your speaker wire that you have to disconnect from the receiver, and it becomes... It's very time intensive, and I'm very obsessive compulsive about dust. So I'm also dusting everything because I don't want to rehook it up all dusty. But and and it was again, like you said, this was this I knew wouldn't be hard, but I it wasn't hard, but it was tedious, and it took several hours to get everything disconnected, cleaned up, separated, then move the old stand, move in the new stand, reconnect, separate everything, redo the wiring and everything. And, but it felt so like I, it's, it was the highlight of my, of, it was a major highlight of my last several weeks. I was super geeked out about it. So like when you had your thing dismantled and you looked at it, was it just one of those moments where you're just kind of like, this is it. Well, there were, when you're, so like when you're dismantling a shower door, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, so typically it's like screwed into the wall. Um, and then there's also a lot of caulk around all of the edges caulk helps to both seal seal the shower door from water as well as seal like the tile from water oh i know all about caulk right you love the caulk mm-hmm. like you typically you've you've loved you've always talked about how much you love working with caulk it's true it's a weird thing that you always talk about but you do um and so there's 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 just caulk all over the shower uh i have that same problem all the time yeah, and and you have to cut through it. Whoa. You have to cut through the caulk uh, to take off all of the pieces of glass. And then once you once you actually cut it, it doesn't just move. You have to use a lot of force to make it move as well. And so, like, there's a really like for us at least with my shower door, and I guess every shower door is different. But for for us for the shower enclosure. You know, there was like a there was really gratifying. Like, all right, we're both gonna pull at the same time because we have to pull as hard as we can, and we did. And then it would like come loose from the floor, and then there's just that gratifying like, here's this giant piece of glass now that's out, and I can just carry this into the room, and now it's out of the bathroom. And you know, you get that three times because you're taking out three pieces of glass, and it was there were moments of gratification throughout the entire process. It was wonderful. Did you and your brother-in-law then take those sheets of glass and smash them over one another's heads? Uh, I used a steel chair because okay. I didn't want to, because we're going to use the glass again. So I couldn't shatter it. So instead I took a steel chair out and I dented that across his back. Uh, and it did more, it did more damage uh, because I hit my foot on the ground at the same time. Oh yeah. No, that does three times damage. Right. Right. Cool. So that well, was gratifying. it was fun. Yeah, it was it was fun. And then my my wife uh, had off on Monday like automatically her work is just closed on Martin Luther, Luther King, King, Martin Day. King Day. Uh mine is not. Is um, it Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Yes, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I I don't know what they just call it MLK Day, don't they? They do, but yeah. I I didn't I figured it was in there, but I yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of implied. Um and and uh she had the day off. I took the day off. Which was kind of fun, and we went out and we did a bunch of furniture shopping. It was awesome. Ah, so you and I were both furnishing our weekends. Yes, well said. Thank you. I hate you. Yes. Well, good. Well, that's some good life stuff we've got going on there. Remodeling, growing up. I feel like a theme in this podcast I'd kind of like to explore is what percentage of activities do we enjoy because we're us? 
and what do we enjoy because we're just getting older? Like, is it normal for me to be this excited about buying a TV stand? Is it normal for you to get that much gratification out of dismantling a shower door? Are we just getting old? I think we're just getting old. It certainly wouldn't have been year like just a couple of years ago. I wouldn't have felt that way. And I've changed like I've changed a lot. My perspective has changed a lot on activities like that since I had a kid. Because like there's a there's a gratification that I get from doing something that feels like a a like a provider for my family type thing. There's like a, a special type of gratification with that. Um that I haven't I never had it before before yeah, I had like a the, kid. The same gratification when you go and club a stegosaurus. Right, and then I bring home uh, the tail because that's the best part. Do you think that hipster cavemen used to only eat herbivore dinosaurs because they were grass-fed? Like, well, no, because they were raised in cages most of their lives. Stegosauruses? Stegosauri. Stegosauri. They were generally raised in captivity, uh, not free-range stegosauri. Oh, Uh, yeah. They were, like, Mm -hmm. genetically modified so that, you know, like, the legs and the tail were larger so yeah. that there was more meat on them. Um, some of them I hear. I hear that scientists couldn't even find skulls for some of them because they were bred that way. Wow. I know. So it's kind of twisted. Uh, I feel like they were probably playing God a little bit back then. And, you know, I think it came to bite them because they don't exist anymore. But only the ones in China were bred without the heads, right? Well, yeah, it's because they don't have any kind of government regulation over there. Right. They never well, did. They, yeah. Right. And they've been busy making up climate change. Right, right, exactly. Glad we're clear on that. And for those of you watching our YouTube channel, first of all, why are you looking at us? You should just be listening. We have nothing interesting to show you. However, I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper out of a glass bottle, so it's made with real sugar, as God intended, of all of his soda, or her, or what have you. So great. Well, that was our Life Stuff segment. Fantastic. Ready for the next one, John? I'm ready. Rapid fire. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time for Oddities. So it was on Reddit or something. It's probably Reddit because that's the only website I frequent. And I, I believe it was a Today I Learned. And there was a, Today I Learned is a subreddit where someone posts something he learned today. Sometimes it's facts I've already known. But there was one. Penn and Teller created a video game called Desert Bus, which was the worst video game ever created. It was part of a video game collection called Smoke and Mirrors. That they made in the 90s. I don't remember what year. It was made in the 90s. uh, And it was never released. For Sega CD, right? For Sega CD. And it was like four games. There were four games. And Desert Bus was one of the four games. I think there were... I thought I read... I just checked the Wikipedia briefly. I thought there were six or seven. But sure. That could be. It was a multi... It was a mini game collection. And apparently the objects of the minigames were to basically fool your friends or prank your friends. Yeah, and and Desert Bus is now the most infamous of all of them. So Desert Bus, and I'm reading this from uh, The New Yorker did an article on it uh, in July of 2013, so go check out The New Yorker article. I'll put a a link in the the, uh, video description to that and and, on our podcast. So the, and I'll quote from The New Yorker that in Desert Bus... You you drive from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada in a vehicle whose top speed is 45 miles per hour. I mean, it's a bus. Right. And you must complete the trip in real time. 
which is eight hours. It's a round trip, isn't it? Players cannot take their hands off the... Vir- no, it's, it's only one way. Okay. Players cannot take their hands off the virtual wheel. However, the alignment is bad. It, it pulls to the left. And it, it pulls to the... To the this right. This is the it's, right, but yeah. it pulls to the right. So you have to correct it. So you, you have to manually correct it to drive to the left. There is no traffic. There are no other cars. The bus carries no passengers. The only scenery is occasionally a sandpacked rock or road sign. It's completed in real time, and there is no way to pause the game. And once you reach your destination, you are awarded one point. You're awarded one point. Right. At which time you may choose to complete a round trip, turn around, and go back the other way. But you only have a few seconds to make the decision if you're going to do it, or... It, or the game automatically just stops. So, eight hours of real time of you driving in a straight line in a bus. So this has spawned uh, again. This is the most infamous of the of the the games on this on this mini game collection. It's actually spawned a charity event that I cannot remember the name of, but it's basically Desert Bus for Charity, and it's a marathon as to how as to how long this group can how many points they can get oh my god yeah and they raise money the whole time that i just googled it yeah what's it called it's called it's called desert bus for hope that's what it is desert bus for hope i knew i i probably wouldn't have come up with that but yes that is what it is as of the end of their busing on november 21st 2015 they had raised six hundred seventy six thousand. $883.57 and had achieved a lifetime total of $3.1 million. Video game charity stuff is pretty cool. It's (laughs) it's pretty cool. (laughs) This is amazing. This is... This is the most amazing. This is the most amazing video game charity thing I've ever seen in my life. I think they just do it for like seven days straight. So they just go back and forth on this desert bus trip for seven days or something like that. I mean, and they just, you know, I'm sure they stream it on Twitch, and so you can watch them drive across the desert in a desert bus. It's just, and you donate money. It's a great thing. This I can't. E- I I I don't know what to even say. Yeah. So I mean, it was supposed to be like a comedy game, like Cody said. It was like a. It was. It was meant as like a a tongue-in-cheek fake thing and as most things like that when they are invented it was probably ironically and inappropriately taken by video gamers into something like real and so that is what they did and they made a, a charity event out of it and it's a good it's a good thing yeah, so I'm I'm looking more into this. This is, and listen, I didn't intend on really spending that much time on it. I just thought it was a funny anecdote. But the more I look at this, the more utterly ridiculous it is. So they have guests during the schedule that call in and will, I guess, talk on the stream. The guest list includes LeVar Burton. Reading Rainbow, reading Rainbow Man himself. So... In addition to LeVar Burton, Ashley Birch. Have you ever watched Hey Ash, What's Your Plan? No. Hey Ash, What's Your Plan is a YouTube series that used to be, I think, carried by like Screw Attack or something. And it's they're really short, 90-second to two-minute videos of this girl, Ash, Ashley Birch, who's a, a voice actor. She did the little girl in Borderlands 2. 
Oh, sure. She Yeah, she's uh, Tiny Tina. Yeah, she's Tiny Tina in Borderlands 2. She's she's hilarious. also she's also Isla from uh, from Awesome Knots. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Um, her YouTube series is utterly hilarious. My girlfriend and I have watched it a ton, and my girlfriend is not a gamer, does not play any video games or know anything about video games. So, um, hey, Ash, what you're playing is utterly hilarious. You've got to check it out. But she called in. Lavar Burton called in. I'm seeing a, a bunch of high profile the double clicks uh, nationally touring billboard charting nerd band this is ridiculous I all right well, be, anyway i, I wonder if, Bus- i wonder if penn and teller have actually called in i bet they have they had to a, have at some yeah, point i would hope so they had to I have at know. some point but they've got sponsors and everything so anyway check out desertbus.org if you want to look at the most ridiculous video game charity i've ever seen it's hilarious I'm so glad that we got into this. That was amazing. And that ends our, uh, our oddity segment. Well, I'm kind of hype about that charity now, which brings us to our next segment, hype. You were really excited to, to do this segment. What is going on in your life that you are this excited about? Well, I was on Amazon kind of randomly. I don't remember what I was looking at. So my, my girlfriend got me a PlayStation 4 for Christmas. That is very generous of her. <laughs> Which was very generous. This is the first time I think in my life where I got a present, and I was totally shocked. Uh-huh. Because I, I dropped some hints at various points in time that I wouldn't mind having a PlayStation 4 controller. For, for, my, for your PC. For my PC. Yeah. I opened it, and there it is. And I it was awesome. And I'm super, super pumped about it now. Because now I can buy that awesome dinosaur game when it comes out, where the, you play as the woman that hunts dinosaurs. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Awesome. Yeah, and wait, you still have your PS4, right? I do. You can't. Cool. Because when you sold all your, couldn't remember when you sold your stuff. Yes. So we kept that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, right? So I'm super excited. She got me a couple really cool games. I'm playing The Order 1886 right now, but um, and I have The Witcher Three, so I'll be starting The Witcher Three very soon. Nice. Which. I've only heard good things about, so I'm super pumped. But um, I was so I was looking forward to some more console exclusives to see what's coming out soon, and I, I fell down the Amazon hole of just seeing things I I suddenly need that I didn't know I needed, but now I do need them. Amazon's good for that. It was, and one was actually well, a couple were video games, so I, I got some. I, I started pre-ordering some things, and now I realize the next three months there's a game every month that I'm actually looking forward to, which is really new for me. Yeah, this year already looks like it's going to be another amazing year for video games. See, and last year literally the only new game I played was Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, and so we and we've talked about this before. You and I don't play a lot of new games, but for people that do play new games, last year was like. A bumper crop. Last year had an insane number of really good video games that came out. Right. So we're lame, but what What are you... You're looking forward to something. Because I, I mentioned this segment, and then you were like, oh, yeah, even I have something. I do. I do. So uh, it's my wife's 30th birthday this weekend, and mm. I have uh, something planned. So um, she she doesn't know what it is. I'm probably safe to say it here. Because I can tell her, she has actually started to listen to this show because it is not as video game centric. And so she, I have to just make sure that she doesn't listen to it. Um, but I'll, I'll preface this by saying, like, I'm generally not very good at planning stuff. Like, I'm not good at planning a surprise, making sure that, like, all of the little things are taken care of 
that like to to plan up to an event. What I mean by that is like we have to find a babysitter because Casey's mom is going to come to this thing that we're doing this weekend. And like generally, I would probably forget that when I was planning something. <laughs> so that kind of thing. Like I'm not good at planning stuff. Uh so I she's so always your w- hype about <clears throat> a thing you're planning for your wife, yes. but it's not video game related. Right. Right. Uh, I was considering bringing her to an arcade uh, and making her watch Max while I played video games for her 30th birthday. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Um, I was told that that would probably be a bad idea and she wouldn't like that. Who told is, you that? What, what of her friends? It's weird. I know. I thought it was a little weird, but I, I felt like I needed to get some guidance, you know, just to make sure I was doing the right thing. Anyway, she uh, she want, has always wanted to go to this like really nice restaurant here in Minnesota. And so I have, there's going to be a, a group of us going there um, on Saturday. She's, there's also this bar that's uh, a speakeasy. Do you know what a speakeasy is? Oh, it's I up. took my girlfriend to a speakeasy on sure. her 30th birthday. Sure. So it's a speakeasy and Casey's kind of always wanted to check it out. Um, and so we're checking that out beforehand. And they have like, they employ, they employ, um, actual mixologists i mean it's the type of thing it's the type of bar where like the drinks on the menu like you don't know the liquor i don't know the liquor in maybe three quarters of them it's liquor that i've never heard of before um so it's like a very it's a very prestigious bar it's it's been called the best bar in minnesota so we're gonna go there first for drinks but what she doesn't know is her birthday the 24th 23rd thank god because my girlfriend's birthday is on the 24th i know we talked about this our Girlfriends are like the same person. It's really weird. And again, I literally took her on her 30th birthday to a speakeasy with really nice drinks. Yeah. And it was amazing. I probably talked about it on this podcast. You're doing the same thing. So we're going there. And then, but what she doesn't know is that we're going to go to this restaurant uh, at 830. And she doesn't know that I've flown her good friend from Milwaukee in. And she's going to be staying with us. And she's going to be staying with us for a couple days. And Casey doesn't know that she's coming up. So, I'm super excited for that. Look at you, baller on a budget. Spirit Airlines is very affordable. It's very affordable. If you tell her, sweetie, don't listen to this week's episode. Will she listen to it? Is that going to be the the question you're going to ask? Yeah. I don't think so. Because she's was, excited. Cause... She's, she's very excited for the surprise as well. Okay, for... some people just want to know. Yeah. Yeah, and no, she's very excited for for what's coming up as well this weekend. So I'm super excited for that because I feel like I've given bad gifts in the past, like things I thought she would like and then didn't. So I feel like I might have like hit a home run this time. Yeah, this one's about pretty home run. We'll we'll see though. We'll see. So I'm I'm pretty excited. So yeah, I guess I am hype for that. All right. Well, that's I my understanding of the hype segment would be more differenter than what you just did mm-hmm. like i was just gonna talk about a couple video games that are coming out that i'm pretty pretty pumped about are you are you just a little sad that my hype is like a thousand times better than yours i mean it's, it's really not you can actually just, you can just say that like you i can think just mine's say, a thousand times you can better say than yours. you're kind of jealous i think mine's a thousand times better than yours a couple video games that you can't name coming out in the next three months that you, saw video, you did. I was going to name them. I was. I there's a list in front of me. I was 
going to allow it? Because I thought you said there was, when you said there was one thing I'm kind of excited about. It's one I thought thing, you it's a party. Was, I thought you meant there was a video game. So what I would do is I would allow you to give your game and it's, then I would do my three. But it, instead, it just de-evolved into a Goomba of a segment. It's the video you. game of life that I'm hyped about. I'm that's hyped not a, about that's the not a video game. game. That's not a video game. Of life. It's not. No, the three games coming up that I'm actually excited about this year in the next three months, which I'm not looking past the next three months, are uh, our Mighty Number no. 9 comes out in February. Finally, you know about that, right? Yeah, it's been in development for like 80 years. Right. It's a game by the creator of Mega Man. I love the Mega Man series. My girlfriend even likes my Mega Man t-shirt, so double points. And it's going to be awesome. In April, well, I'll skip, well, okay, I'll do March. In March, Twilight Princess HD is coming out. Yeah, which that's a thing. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game. Sorry, everybody. And I'll, I'll talk about more about that in a second because there's something more all-encompassing that, that involves lots of people I want to mention. And then in April, I didn't realize this was happening. Star Fox Zero? There's a new Star Fox game? Yeah, I wasn't that interested in it myself. But uh, yes, there's a new Star Fox game. Well, a you're wrong. One. Apparently, the original voice actors are coming back. So guess what I did to prepare for the release of Star Fox Zero? Uh, you, you said Fox, look behind you? I purchased... That's that's really that's really sticking it to them. I purchased really st- a th- sticking it. Who am I? Why would I stick st- anything? Sticking to- it to Nintendo. You really I'm stuck not it to sticking them. it to them. I You're bought really a Falco. I bought a Falco Amiibo, and this operates via NFC technology, near field communications technology, and my Falco Amiibo will unlock things undoubtedly. And I bought it because it was low in stock, and I had to get a Falco Amiibo before the game came out. The price went up. I how many, how many f- Amiibo are you up to? This is my sixth. Unless you count the Ganondorf that I bought for Blake for Christmas, in which case I bought seven. But this is, is that my sixth. all? Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to buy Fox now. Anyway, um, so I'm super excited about that. Now, Twilight Princess HD has two versions. There's the game only, and then there's a game that comes with a Wolf Link being ridden by Midna Amiibo, which is exclusive to the game. And that package was sold out on Amazon, which really sucks, because apparently with that specific amiibo, you unlock an additional dungeon, so you get an extra dungeon with the game if you get the deluxe version, and an amiibo. Everybody wins. I'm imagining that they'll probably sell that separate, though. Yeah, probably. But anyway, so they were sold out on Amazon, so I bought it on GameStop.com, because even though they never ship games at the right time, and I always get them like three days after they're actually released... I'll still get it. And I'm not, I didn't even put these dates in my calendar. So to me, it'll be like I'm getting just a random surprise present in the middle of February, in the middle of March, in the middle of April, just randomly at my doorstep. I'll go to check my mail, I'll walk upstairs, and I'll be like, oh yeah, hey, what's this package? Oh, it's a video game. Merry Christmas to me in the early part of the year. So that's really exciting. But I've got to say to all of you that, that play video games or buy video games for your kids that are listening, You've really got to get Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has introduced this thing where you save 20% on video games. And if you pre-order them or if you buy pre-order, them new within like the first two weeks of them being released. Yes, yes. So I don't know when they'll be in stock of Zelda, so that's why I ordered from GameStop. But my GameStop order with, with taxes, shipping, and handling was $68.62. If I had purchased it on Amazon Prime, so almost $70... If I purchased on Amazon Prime, it would have been free shipping, would have arrived on my doorstep the day it came out, 
and with the discount would have been forty seven ninety nine. So it's forty eight dollars to sixty nine dollars. I would have saved over twenty dollars. So this is not Trump change we're talking about. When you say like save ten percent, save twenty percent, it may feel like maybe not that much, but I will literally never order a new video game from anyone but Amazon ever again unless there is a massive pre-order perk that's exclusive somewhere, like a new character or something, or they're out of stock. There's just no reason. Honestly, you should probably just never pre-order a game again because you know you can always get the 20% off immediately if it's out for two weeks, and pre-ordering games is kind of dumb. Not true. Because, again, I don't know when it will be back in stock. Nintendo is notorious for short stocking. So, for all I know, they're not going to have this Twilight Princess HD package back in stock for another year. I guess that's true. So, I could have waited until the week it came out or I kind of kept watching or whatever, but I just wanted it ordered because if GameStop had sold out, then I would have been in big trouble because then maybe everyone is sold out. And I guess it's kind of a known quantity. Like, you know that you like this game. So oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not like pre-ordering something that you've never played before. Yeah, it, it's Nintendo. Nintendo is, again, notorious for managing their quantities in different ways than other retailers. They don't really produce excess. So anyway, that's what I'm hype about. I'm hype about a few games. I'm going to start The Witcher 3 this month, and so I'll basically have a game every month to play. I'm really pumped. I'm excited for you to play that. I can't wait to hear about that. You're not going to get it? I am. I, number I just nine? Don't, I just don't know when. I'll get, oh, my cool. number, I'll get my number nine as well. But so you may I, hear a, a rare edition of, of Full Gamer. You may hear John and I go Full Gamer next month. After, after the Steam sale, I bought like... I, I took like 11 games off my wish list during this past Steam sale. So like I have so much to play. So much to play. That is ridiculous and hilarious. Cool. And well, awesome. Um, that was a wonderful little hype segment, even if you ruined it by talking about the wrong stuff. And that brings us to... Balancing Act. Final segment. So this is talking about balancing game and life, and you did something that shocked me this month in the, in the scope of video game habits. You almost fell out of your chair. Well, I just leaned over to the side. It's a big chair. I have room oh. to move. Oh, you looked like you, looked like you were falling. Um, right. That's yeah. just the hair. So I... If you listen, go back and listen to our last episode, listener, because that was basically an entire episode about bal- about this segment, Balancing Act. But I've basically, um, I've started to wake up very early to play video games instead of going to bed, uh, going to bed very late and playing video games at night. Uh, and so I'm waking up at like 5 a.m. every day. I, that's important because I 100%ed Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which ended up being my top game from last year if you listen to the very first episode of this new podcast. Um, and I have not 100%ed a game of that size. I, I don't know. I don't know what the last game was that I 100%ed of, of any open world game. It might have been like another Assassin's Creed game from many years ago. So I really... I, I know you are surprised. I was incredibly surprised. And the reason why I brought up that thing about waking up every day was... Like, that was... I would probably have had a hard time doing that every single day if I didn't have a game that I absolutely wanted to play. But I wanted to wake up and play Assassin's Creed Syndicate every single day. And I don't think I missed a single day since I started doing that, waking up to play that game. So because in our old podcast, Unqualified Gamers, you would often talk about how 
if you finish a game, you would often talk about how you don't have time to 100% a game ever. Right. You would often talk about how you just didn't have the desire. You'd often talk about how you didn't feel the need and things like that. And you'd say things like, there are so many great games out there. I don't have time to spend a ton of time in one game. More, importantly, more importantly, if a game lost my interest, I have gotten to the point in my life where I am more than willing to just put it down, which I never would have done earlier in my life. But now, if like if I'm five hours into a game that I'm playing and it's not fun, like I'm not having fun playing it, I'm probably just not going to be playing it again. Probably ever. So when I have that, like the fact that I have that willingness to do that and that I was playing a game that kept me playing it until I got 100% of the stuff was was weird. It was very weird. Are there other areas of your life where you don't finish things like a TV show or a book? So... I absolutely do not finish TV shows. Absolutely. Um, TV shows, I would almost say even more than video games, do I not finish. Because I find them, at least with a video game, for me, you have some sort of active input when you're participating in it. So that even like, I guess even like a bad video game, you are at least able to interact with it. A bad TV show to me, or a TV show that's like is slow, or or something that I just like can't get into, when it becomes something I don't want to watch anymore, then it's just like this passive crap that like I don't even get the enjoyment of like interacting with. I just have to let it happen to me. And so yes, I have no problem putting down TV shows because of that reason. Okay, I was just curious because my girlfriend and I watched Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell. You ever heard of that? It's a BBC series about a uh, based on a, a novel by <clears throat> uh, by by Jonathan Susanna Strange. Clark. Susanna uh-huh. Clark, you were close, Jonathan Str- uh, by Susanna Clark. It was a a big fantasy novel in in England. It came out prior to the Harry Potter series, but uh, or during I don't really know. No, after it doesn't matter. It came out in two thousand four. Whatever that means. So. Anyway, they made a little mini-series out of it in the BBC. It's seven episodes. And we weren't hooked on the first episode, but you always have to give the second episode a chance. And then we weren't totally hooked on the second episode, but it was intriguing. And then we're at the third, and I think we were still kind of lukewarm on it. But at that point, I was pretty curious about the narrative. So I was like, well, let's give it one more. And then we watched episode four. Well, that one turned out being pretty good, so we got to five. But it became one of these kind of things where it's like, well, there's only a couple hours left, so we might as well finish it kind of a thing. I'm not okay. always like that, but when it comes to some narratives, it's hard for me to put down. And I had a huge thing against putting down books if I didn't finish a book for a long time. Sure. But that's gone away, I guess. Some books so, I've just... So you have a far stronger compulsion than me to finish media once you start it. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think so. And in the, in the, this is manifesting itself in the video game realm very, very, very prominently with Metal Gear Solid Five, which I have played over 160 hours of. I've beaten the game and achieved all of the endings. There's only one cutscene that I never viewed in the game. I've, I've watched it on YouTube, but sure. I haven't unlocked or whatever. And there are some missions I never finished, but I have a 68 completion rate, 68% completion rate. Okay. And sometimes when my girlfriend goes to bed, I'll, I'll stay up and play games or when she's not around or whatever. And usually I'll, I'll play PS4, but occasionally 
if I only have 10 or 15 minutes, I'll just hop on a Metal Gear Solid 5, update my my stats and my weapons development stuff because that kind of some of that you accumulate while the game is off right. it's real time and and i'll just do a quick update and then hop off but i cannot break that habit like i cannot break that habit and i i've done everything there is to do in the game i mean i, I can unlock some more stuff and i can get a little stronger but there's there's no reason and part of it's compulsive Part of it's fun. It still is a fun game. I still like the game. But after 170 hours, I don't feel the need to continue playing the game. Like, yes, it's fun, but I, you know, I don't do know. You, do you need to, I'm assuming it gives you a, a counter as to how many percentages of the game that you've completed. Do yeah, it's need, on the title screen. Do you need to see that hit 100? I don't know. I, I think in this case, what it comes down to is I've already invested X amount of time. So this is the same thing that happened with the miniseries. This I'm is already... this is this is a sunken cost issue. You have a problem with sunken costs. This is an economic principle. Yeah, you... we've talked about this on previous podcasts. We probably we probably have, but I think that's that's what it is. Is you have a problem once you've invested something of letting go of quitting. You have a quitting problem. I do. Yes, you need to learn how to quit things. This has been our newest segment, Cody Goff Therapy Session on Game Life Balance US. Yeah. Yeah, you need to learn how to quit things. That's what I just. I think that's what it boils I down to. I can quit some things. I can, <laughs> I can quit anytime I want. I can quit anytime I want. It's just, uh, I I do. I have a problem with sunk costs, and you don't have that problem. You just loved I, Assassin's Creed Syndicate so much. Yes, I really did, and I I I probably did have have a problem with with sunk costs in the past, but just I think by by I don't know necessity, I learned that as as far as my hobbies go i have to or i like this hobby could destroy me if i if i wasn't willing to give up <laughs> things that i wasn't having fun with because the sheer quantity of games that there are that i want to play i just i would i would use time that i didn't have to play games in order to get to them all if i wasn't willing to quit playing games that i wasn't having fun with or yeah, I, I could see i could even be having fun with video games and I still quit playing them. So even if a game is fun, doesn't mean that I'm going to stick with it. Like, that's just kind of where I'm at in my life. It still bothers me that I never got all the stars in Mario Galaxy or Mario Galaxy 2. Well, you're dumb, because the stars in Mario Galaxy 1 were awesome, and you should have gotten all of them. Wait, weren't they the ultra-hard ones that you... I spent like six hours getting the last star. It was the worst. So <laughs> that was that may have been the last game that I 100%ed, actually. I think it might have been. And you yep. can go to GameLifeBalance.us and search our podcast archive, our old video game podcast, Unqualified Gamers. Search for Super Mario Galaxy, and you'll find John talking about that. That was quite the, quite the, quite the ride there. Keep it, like, taking us away from video games for a second. This is an important con- The idea of, of quitting and giving up sunk costs is an important concept, I think, uh, just to make you happy in real life as well with things that aren't video game related. Um, and I would encourage you to listen to Freakonomics, which is a podcast, a non-video game related podcast that I listen to. It's one of the most popular podcasts uh, on the, at least on the iTunes podcast store, probably on the Google play store as well. Um, but they did a two part series on quitting uh, and why it's important. I would encourage you listener to go check that out. Um, especially if you have a problem Especially if you have a problem uh, stopping doing something that you may not enjoy doing. I mean, we're even taught like 
they even went into like people's jobs. They were like, should I quit my job? Basically was a question that was asked of them. And they were like, maybe. Whereas your average person would be like, no, don't quit your job. Like find a new job first and then quit your job. But the answer that they gave was like, yeah, there's a chance that maybe you should quit your job. It kind of depends on a lot of factors. So check it out. It's I, I don't know if it was called The Art of Quitting or How to Quit or just I would I would go to free. You could probably find it at Freakonomics.com. Check it out and search for quitting. Um, do you think, and you should go to find it. Do you think that episode had an impact on your ability to do that? Maybe. I, maybe not consciously. Like, I, I don't think I, I don't think I listened to it and I was like, I'm going to start quitting stuff today. But I think it probably subconsciously did. Uh, whereas I, I probably listened to that and I maybe took the information into heart a little bit and I made, maybe it made me, maybe it made it a little easier for me to let go of stuff. Uh, like a video game that I'm not enjoying to play. Interesting. Well, I uh, may take your advice and check that out. Although you could be in trouble there because literally the only reason I still do this podcast with you is because I've already spent so much time on our website that it is now a sunk cost if I quit. So even though I derive no enjoyment or pleasure from this podcast with you, I will continue to do it because at this point to do otherwise would be how you say je ne sais quoi. A, a, dec, a decoupage of decoupage je ne sais quoi. Of, of, of je ne sais quoi. C'est la vie, déjà vu, mon ami. Papillon. Oh, 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 oh. Papillon. Yeah. Papillon. Yeah. Wasn't Papillon the name of a saxophone uh, quartet? That was the emperor in Star Wars. Emperor, oh, yes. Emperor yes. Papillon. That's right. The French, the French emperor. Great. Interesting. Well, I, I feel like I had something else to say about balancing act but now i can't remember what i mean i've quit things before I've, I've quit i mean i used to i used to take a lot of acting and improv classes and there was a point where i just kind of hit overload and it was just like all right i'm done taking these i'm just gonna not i don't think it's i don't think like it's a binary thing i don't think it's like either you quit things or you don't i think it's i think it's it's a spectrum right it's 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 like because everybody quits some stuff but it's like it's it's like this this idea of a time investment in a game, this idea that you have 160 hours in a game and you're still having fun playing it. Um, but you also, it kind of sounds like you're starting to feel some closure with it. And like there, there might come a point here where you should probably quit it and move on to something else because the hundred percent's not that ultimately the hundred percent thing is not that important, but it will feel like an accomplishment. Like when you take apart showers, w- will it really though? It will. Okay. Okay. And then I'll have no regrets about never playing the game ever again. Well, well then you, then I guess you have a very good reason to keep going. Apparently, they might release a DLC for the game as well. So I've got to be ready for it. Sure. That's true. So there's How that. on earth could you participate in the DLC without 100%ing the game? Well, and I've, I've actually gone back and forth about this with Hearthstone, the online card game that is on mobile devices that is the bane of my existence. Because and you've 100%ed that game. Right, because there's no, there's no way I'm ever going to be legend rank or top rank or anything like that. I'm just not I'm not that big of a nerd, to be totally honest. And, and yeah, if you're you're not that good, is what you're saying. Sure, sure. However you want to phrase it. But I thought about that, and there's a book that I read called Drive, which I'm looking up because I feel I feel like I own it, but it's not here. But um, not not here in the bookcase above me. Not literally above me, like floating above me. But what are you talking about? Slightly in front of. <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. There's a book, and it talks about how, how a lot of people are driven to, to practice something. Like musicians, right? You may practice an instrument or sing, even though you know you're not going to be the best singer in the world or you're not going to be the best saxophone player in the world or piano player in the world. There's still this this personal enjoyment you get from from playing it and practicing sure. it, and there's the, the striving to become better at it. And that actually is Hearthstone. It is a living, breathing game that is challenging. You do get better at it over time, and there are victories and losses. And um, that's why it's hard to put down the game. I can't look at that as a sunk cost versus not thing. That's more of a – it's like a sport or an exercise. or a, It is actually a skill I'm cultivating. It is a skill that is very, very particular to that, although it develops strategic thinking. But, you know, I don't know. How'd you like that conclusion? That's Sorry, I heard conclusion. the Twin Peaks theme song playing from the living room, and I don't I don't know why that started playing. My computer's on the fritz a, in there, apparently. Because it's kind of a spooky It's kind of a spooky show. Just kind of, though. Yeah, it's kind of a spooky show. Well, it is. It's really good, though. It Definitely going to finish. Now, here's... Uh, well, yeah, that's a kind of a different story, too. But I'm going to be re-watching it, as I am doing with my girlfriend, and I watched it last time uh, around it until the time it jumps the shark where you find out who killed Laura. Yeah. And then after that, it's so bad. And I watched two or three episodes and I just stopped. S- this time, it's, do I it's, keep going? So it's, it's in my opinion, it's bad. It gets bad, but it doesn't get, it doesn't get, it's still got, it's still got like, there's still Lynch there. There's still David Lynch there. So there's still some interesting stuff, I think, that happens after you find out who killed Laura Palmer. Uh, right. But it's definitely not for everybody, and I wouldn't blame you if you stopped watching the show at that point, because there is some really, really bad stuff. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was an interesting little discussion on uh, the balancing act. Please, listener, go to GameLifeBalance.us or check out our YouTube channel, which you can find from that website, to comment and tell us what you think about sunk costs and quitting things and when is it time to stop and... Is it super obsessive compulsive in every case to just one hundred percent things? I don't know. I definitely did more as a kid. Definitely, hundred percent. Oh God, all the time. Hundred, yeah. yeah, ten times out of ten. So there's that. So that uh, brings balancing act to a close. And I guess at this point we should probably call this next segment housekeeping. The condom. Because it's because it keeps us safe. Because it's when we wrap things up. Okay, the, con- the condom's not a good name, but we could we can work with it. We'll figure something else out. The rubber. Rubbers. It's, it's not much better. It's rubber much and better. glue, whatever you bounce saying to me as on your sticks I think what and Cody's, stones. I think what Cody's trying to say is you can always find us at, uh, at our website. Right? Is that what you were, were going to say? No, you should talk about the Gunna Geek Network. Okay, so... Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it this episode, but we usually do mention it, that we are part of the Gunna Geek Network. It is a network of podcasts about all sorts of various geeky stuff. Um, just to give you some examples here of some of the other podcasts that are on our network, uh, one of them are, I think it's the newest podcast to the network, isn't it? The Nerd Alert News? One of the newest ones, It's yeah. one of the newest ones. Um, on this week's podcast, there's some pretty cool news to start the week. It seems like Netflix is going to bring back Jessica Jones for season two, and they're doing a new show based on The Punisher. On top of that, we find out that the Deadpool movie is now rated R, which doesn't please some fans. Although, that pleases me. I'm sure that movie's going oh, to be yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the featured story this week is that Amazon has added a new perk to Amazon Prime. All game pre-orders are now 20% off for Prime subscribers. The theory yeah, that sounds be- familiar. It does. The theories behind this, may move, uh, this move may just surprise you. So we talked about that today. You can hear their take on it on the Nerd Alert News. Uh, and then on All Things Good and Nerdy, it's episode 194. Uh, they're still numbering podcasts. Uh, Naki is away this week, leaving Team Testosterone in charge. This week, the crew runs down a petition to make a PG-13 version of the Deadpool movie, Amazon's great deal for video game pre-orders, and the tale of the recent deaths in Hollywood. So All Things Good and Nerdy is also kind of a all-encompassing, general, general, um, geeky-themed podcast. Yeah, man, we really, uh, everyone on the Gunna Geek Network talking about the Amazon pre-orders... Well, I mean, I think we all probably play video games, so it's a big deal to to all of us. Yeah, and again, do the math. I would have saved over twenty dollars, and that's on not a single one game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's significant. <sighs> it's really a big deal. And if you buy a lot of, I mean, it's literally it becomes buy five get one free. If you want to look at it that way, you yeah, save ten it, bucks a game. It, you know, if you're buying that, I suppose if you're buying that many video games it kind of all depends on how many video games you buy you and i are also very much steam buyers now and so for the for steam like you just we get stuff on sale it's a different thing Mm -hmm. but if i want to if i want a brand new game though in some cases it would actually it's 60 bucks on steam yeah because metal gear solid 5 if this deal had been around then i would have gotten it for 47 bucks on you know ps4 or yeah, whatever it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they do that on pc and pc titles when they're released new i haven't done a lot of research into it but that would be amazing and i would probably take advantage of that a couple of times a year yeah for sure cool so and then so that's just two of the podcasts on the good network there's far more than that and they go uh they go much more granular like there are shows about there are podcasts about specific shows so like Walking Game the, of Thrones or Doctor like, Who or Walking the Walking Dead was a huge one for us for a while, where they just talked about the Walking Dead. So check it out again. That's uh, that's the Gunna Geek Network. Walking the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm looking at her. Is that? I don't, uh, I don't think no, they're they, still going on. I don't think that's still not, going on anymore. I feel like it. It will go back on when they're on the air again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure know. it will. Anyway, yeah, go to GunnaGeek.com, and um, with that. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance U.S. podcast, which, by the way, is the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And if you really want to make our day, and this would really make our day, then please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're able to leave us a review. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network, again, at gunnageek.com, or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. You can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. And our Australian friends have told me, Jonathan, that they've seen a few extra hits on their podcast um, since the launch of Game Life Balance US. So thank you, listener, for checking them out. They're, I actually legitimately am not just saying this because they're letting us use their name, basically, but I, I actually do really enjoy their show. And it's, it's I think it's so cool when you actually interact in a personal way, meaningful way with people that live across the world from you to realize how totally similar people are from all corners of the globe. That's the power of the internet. It is. Like I, when, when my parents and I visited uh, a couple of their friends in Istanbul, uh, we were staying with two Muslim adults. Oh my God. Ugh. 
totally. It's like they were they were literally Muslim Middle East versions of my parents. <laughs> it's just like like the same personality and everything. So uh, it was uh, it, it was eye opening in that way. And I, I really wish that everyone would travel more because you'll you'll actually notice that people around the world don't have that much uh, don't don't always have that much different about each other. A lot of people are just kind of the same and all that. So anyway, we're done. Packing up, going home. Uh, just reiterating one more thing that Cody said about the the iTunes. Oh uh, my god! That really is one of the best ways for people that haven't heard of us ever before to find us is to is they look at iTunes reviews. So that really is one of the most helpful things you can do if you don't mind, listener, is write a review for us on iTunes. What Jonathan is saying is he will hunt you down and destroy your life if you don't subscribe to us on itunes and leave a review never said that that's literally what he just said never said that check your hearing jonathan wants